This is the Combined Effort Podcast, sponsored by Electro Savings Credit Union, where our business is your business. Check out their small business program at electrosavings.com. Also, would you like to regain some energy, lose some weight, improve your libido? The National Rejuvenation Centers of St. Louis are here to help. Their doctors specialize in treating low hormone levels to make you feel young again. Schedule a free consultation, go to nrcenters.com or call 314-764-2114. New show coming up. Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Combined Effort Podcast. With me tonight is Chad O'Neill. Chad, how are we doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's the end of the week. It's a Friday night, so can't complain. Um, Chad is an industry leader and a small business owner in, in the Belleville area. Chad, what's your current position? I am the uh, owner and operator of Skate Tech, Skate Sharpening and Equipment Repair. I got you. And how long have you been with Skate Tech? Uh, I actually started this, uh, about a month after the winter classic, uh, I was still at the St. Louis blues and, uh, there was a new rink and built over here, the McKendry Metroplex and, uh, saw a need in this area for, uh, some services, repair stuff. And, uh, just trying to bring the quality up of skate sharpening and, and, uh, just the whole hockey service industry as a whole. And, uh, so I started kind of out of my basement as a side gig and, uh, started to get more and more popular, and all of a sudden, uh, it started. It just turned into a full time job. So, I've uh, been doing this uh, officially um, since uh, about April of 2017 or 2018, I guess. So, just under yeah. three year anniversary here. Right. That's awesome. I, and you, you said you're working on, you know, this hockey equipment. What's your typical day look like? You know, you wake up, eat breakfast. <laughs> You know, pet the dog, kiss the kids, kiss the yeah. wife, head out the door. What happens next? Actually, uh, my day uh, now starts a little bit earlier. So I typically get up uh, somewhere around 4.45, 5 a.m. and uh, head into the shop. I usually have a giant pile of skates or repairs to do from the uh, night before. So I'll come in and work for a little bit. I usually leave about 7. I'll head back to the house. And then I get the kids and the wife up, and uh, they end up getting ready for uh, work in school, and I take my uh, oldest daughter to school for the day. Then I head back to the shop and uh, open back up and start about nine thirty. And it's just a pretty much an endless day of skate sharpening and uh, repair stuff. So, um, you know, phone calls, text, emails, you name it. I'm kind of dealing with it all day long. So it's a one man show at Skate Tech, isn't it's it? One man show for now. Um, got uh, two guys that I'm currently kind of training right now. Um, one guy's been kind of kicking around for a little bit, and the other guy just started the last couple of days, and he's uh, he's doing really, really well. Uh, so I'm looking to have him doing customer skates here, uh, possibly by the end of next week. So that's awesome. It's starting to expand a little bit. It is. Uh, um, you, you mentioned skate repair. You know, fill us in. What what's something that you see a lot of, or you know, the craziest thing that you've had to fix on a skate and on an ice hockey skate? Um. Just uh, the way uh, skates are made now, especially, you see a lot of, uh, you know, just the quality is really going downhill. You know, back in the day, a lot of stuff was made in Canada and the U.S. And since it's gone overseas, the quality's kind of gone down a little bit. So you see a lot of, uh, you know, pop stitching, toe caps are falling off, blades are breaking, holders break. Um, so and that's we how we met. Of, yeah, we I, My of, blade broke and yeah, I had to get exactly. uh, new runners. <laughs> exactly. So I'm doing that pretty much every day. Um, 
I mean, everything I said from sewing, river repair, eyelet replacement, uh, pretty much anything possible you can fix on a boot, we can pretty much do. So, I got gotcha. you. Um, what's something about Skate Tech that you think everyone should know? What makes you guys unique? Um, what's something everyone should know about your company? Uh, we are your hometown equipment manager. Uh, so by that, I mean, we're not just your big box store where you're going to go in and, uh, you know, guy, a bunch of guys are working on commission and trying to upsell you on everything you need and get you into something new. That's, that's not really uh, what our goal is. Our goal is to help you save money and to help you make your favorite equipment last, uh, whether it's rebuilding old gloves or old skates. Um, and it, pretty much anything that I did for uh, – the St. Louis Blues or the NHL guys that I've worked with, I bring that to a retail level. So you kind of get, uh, you know, something that you don't typically get. There's only a handful of service shops, uh, like true service shops in the U.S. Um, so just trying to bring that pro NHL equipment room experience to a, to a retail level. And hockey, especially in the skate world and, and goalie, goalie equipment too, it's such a, it's a you know, yeah. you have to have the perfect fit. Um, you know, are you finding, you know, with you being available, people are, are not recycling their skates as much and, you know, they're holding on to the last minute. Um, is that kind of the arena and where you're trying to, you know, keep business and, and keep, you know, the, the hockey player in St. Louis happy? Yeah. You know, especially with, uh, you know, the high school kids and, uh, you know, college guys, the beer league guys, a lot of them, you know, these skates get so expensive now. I mean, you're looking uh, you know, well over a thousand dollars now from the high end skates. Um, I mean, I've seen the custom ones get up to fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars pretty quick. So uh, it's a it's a, an investment, you know. And some of these skates, if you take care of them, they can last a long time. And uh, so you know, we're trying to help these guys make these things last. Where sometimes it's the last pair of skates they ever buy. You know, they got something that they're comfortable with, and uh, we want them to stick with that. We don't have to, you know, hockey is, is is so expensive these days. And, uh, you know, we're trying to help keep the cost down and, and trying to uh, help them spend their money elsewhere. So, mm-hmm. And you've worked with the Blues. You've worked at the NHL level. You went on, on your own. You've seen equipment from, you know, almost all over the world with the players you've worked with. Um, you know, between the concussion sensitivity now in the NHL and different just technology catching up with the flex of sticks and, and the composite sticks, where's, where's hockey equipment going in the next five years? What's your industry look like? It is crazy. Um, that's kind of why I really originally got into this uh, while I was playing. I just, I'm such an equipment nerd. I like the technology of stuff and um, always kind of liked how things were being built and made and, and the materials they were using. And um, I, I kind of, you know, grew up, uh, you know, in the age of where equipment was finally starting to um, become what it is now. Skates were starting to become composite. They weren't leather anymore. You know, the mm-hmm. wood sticks became composite. Yeah, I had I had an Eastern aluminum. That's what I played with growing up. Yeah, like you can't find them anymore. No, you can't. I got uh, I had to buy a couple of Wayne Gretzky sticks uh, from a, a collector just so I could have a couple of aluminums. I got a couple of his and Holly's. I, hmm. I said uh, I want to use them really bad, but uh, I don't want to want to tarnish them. But uh, you know the the things I've seen. I mean, we just had. I mean, they got sticks with holes in the blades now. I mean, I saw is, that. It wasn't Shen. Playing yeah. on this week? Yeah, there's about six guys in the NHL trying them right now. Um, my cousin that plays for Coyotes, uh, Clayton Keller, is uh, supposed to be getting some samples said he would try to give me some to try out. I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious, but it, it, everything now is so light, and it's, you know, there's only so many companies now. I used to have 20 plus companies around, uh, you know, different vendors, and now 
it's kind of whittled down to four main companies. Were they just uh, buying each other out or is that just the quality of the four? Yeah, just pretty much buying each other out, trying to uh, make the market smaller and and take control. You know, Bauer's a big player, Warriors, CCM, and now True. And uh, they've kind of cornered the market a little bit to where that's pretty much all you see in the NHL and even at the retail level. So between those four brands, I I mean, they kind of have everything cornered and, um, you know, they're trying to constantly compete with each other to come out with the next latest and greatest. And uh, you see some of these companies like Bauer is, I think, getting a little crazy with some of their uh, technology. I think they're getting a little ahead of themselves you know, from mm-hmm. a durability issue. But, um, you know, then uh, Warrior is kind of slowly becoming the dominant brand amongst the NHL and, and uh, the retail level from a durability standpoint. But it, I think every now I think it's just trying to go lighter. You know, technology is insane these days. So, and the material is getting stronger too. I mean, the thin, the thinness yeah. of a composite stick wouldn't, wouldn't fly 15 years ago. No, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, sticks now they feel like a piece of paper when you pick it up. It's absolutely mind blowing when you when you hold it next to an old, you know, Brett Hall stick or or something like that. It weighs 40 pounds. So, and the flex. Uh, I mean, if you yeah. you Google a still shot of Ovechkin's wrist shot, I mean, that thing's almost at a 90 degree angle. Exactly. I'm, I'm a big stick nerd. That's, that's kind of my thing. And, uh, it, you know, now you used to just go buy a wood stick off the shelf. You just pick the curve you wanted. If you didn't like it, you could blow a torch it and bend it. And now mm-hmm. you have flexes, different flexes and kick points and, you know, uh, shaft diameters. And it, it's, you can really fine tune your equipment more to yourself than you used to be able to back in the day. How would a player choose his flex? How would he choose his, his, his the curve of the stick? What, what's your advice to that? A lot of it is, uh, you know, style of player, uh, forward versus defenseman. Are you a, you a, you know, a dangle guy going to go in and you'll be the guy that's, you know, toe dragging around everybody, or are you a goal scorer? You that guy likes the the big slap shots. Um, so it, a lot of the curve is going to be personal preference. It, for the most part now, the, the days of the custom curves, these crazy, uh, things you used to see all the time uh, kind of uh, don't exist really anymore. You can find them sometimes at the, you know, on websites, uh, custom websites to get stuff from NHL players. But for the most part, there's really about five or six main patterns um, at retail that kids use. So pretty much everybody's kind of using the same stuff. But as far as flex, a lot of it goes off of your height, your weight, um, you know, how strong you are. Uh, so, and then, you know, just depending on what type of shooter you are and, uh, uh, you can kind of dictate how much flex you want or not and how much effort you really want to put into a, a shot at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with just football, soccer, hockey, they're all, you know, more concussion sensitive. Right. It's, you know, become a new thing. Have you seen helmets evolve since you started to, to, oh, absolutely. to cater yeah, to that? How, how so? Yeah, I'm in double digits with concussions. That's kind of why I actually stopped. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's not fun. You know, I, I've got a lot of symptoms uh, from over the years that, um, you know, come and go. And, uh, I, you know, when I played, it was just a basic tan, thin foam helmet that was, I was probably a quarter of an inch thick. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you got hit in the head, you felt it. And mm-hmm. it slowly started to progress. You started to see different colors and harnesses of foams. And now they got uh, gels and they've really changed the fit of the helmet to where it's instead of just adjusting front to back, it's more of a 360, you know, uh, fit where it molds around the entire shape of your head. They lock in better. You, they seem to be a lot thicker and beefier. They kind of not to say they're as bulky as football helmets, but they're definitely a lot bigger than they used to be for the mm-hmm. most part. 
Um, I mean, but it, the technology that's gone into helmets is absolutely insane, and, and the price has gone way up. I mean, I was paying for a high-end helmet back in the day. I think it was ninety-two dollars, and uh, I think uh, one of the companies just came out with one. I think it's upwards of three fifty. So it's, it's yeah. gone way up. Protecting the melon, though, it's a pretty important That's part. But yeah, far, yeah. Um, you know, getting off of hockey here, what else are you dedicated to? Where else can we find Chad O'Neill when he and he's not at the shop? If if you have time to not be at the shop, <laughs> I don't have a lot of time anymore. But uh, when I am, I'm usually spending time with my wife and my two girls, and uh, you know, my daughter's doing some. Uh, she's learning to do some figure skating right now, and uh, she's doing tennis and she's doing really well in school. She's got a lot of school activities, so we're um, you know, tone her to and from those, the wife usually handles a lot of that stuff, but I try to get to as much as I can and, uh, you know, try to, uh, spend time with friends as, as much as I can. My nephew's playing competitive hockey right now. So I try to get to some of his games and, and then, uh, when I find time, I try to go to the rink two nights a week or so and try to get a skate in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a book guy, podcast, audiobooks? Do you have a TV show you have to watch? You know, what, what's your go-to yeah, on that side? No, I'm not. Uh, I wasn't a big TV. I, I, I've always big, been a big TV guy. And then when I joined the Blues, I uh, kind of got away from it because I really didn't have time to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I got away from it. I started getting into shows again. So I've got a few shows now that my wife's kind of got me hooked on to. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, Netflix and, and Hulu and things like that. But I uh, I would say more this last summer I got absolutely hooked on the podcast thing. So mm-hmm. I, I've got. What's your favorite? Of, what's your favorite? Uh, Spin Chicklets uh, has been my, my go one too. I just uh, I know uh, Paul Bisnett and Ryan Whitney. Uh, they I had them in training camp. Uh, mm-hmm. Their year they both came into town and uh, just really good guys and uh, it, it's like being back in the locker room. It's just it's. I, I spend half my morning cracking up laughing because I, I can, I can just picture half the stuff that's going on. So I've had a lot of fun with it. Now I got uh, Cam Jansen and Andy Strickland, local guys have started a new one that I've gotten kind of turned on. To. What's that one called? Uh, the Cam and Strick podcast. Gotcha. And it's uh, fairly new, but man, they've got some good guests on there and it's, it's kind of as well. It's probably not a, uh, it's kind of like chicklets. It's not really appropriate for kids. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot of, a lot of good stories and uh, I really enjoy listening to those. Gotcha. Um, going back into the hockey world, you, you've worked with the Blues NHL level. You've got your, you know, you're paving your own way with skate tech. What's been the best moment in your equipment career? Well, um, winning the national championship, uh, I was with the St. Louis Bandits my first year in junior hockey. Uh, we won national championship in double overtime. That was, uh, that was at that time the highlight of my hockey career. It's it's unbelievable the amount of stuff you go through throughout a, an entire season with these guys and see them battle and uh, you know stuff they overcome and it's it was unbelievable experience and uh, and then I you know making the NHL work in my first game was was uh, was absolutely huge and then uh, you know we've been to uh, you know deep in the playoffs and seen a lot of uh, really awesome moments and uh in blues history and but uh, i think that you know the highlight for me i think during my time was probably uh my last season with the blues was uh my cousin's first year um eligible in the nhl and actually got to uh he got to play his first game here in st louis so Mm -hmm. i was able to uh you know help set up his gear in the the locker room with the guy that's cool was able to meet him at the bottom of the ramp and his dad came and 
and dropped them off at the bottom ramp. So I got to carry his gear for him into the room and, and uh, got to witness, you know, firsthand his whole first day and beating in the NHL. And that's going to be special for him too. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. And then it was, you know, it was just a very memorable experience. The fact that he got to do it at home and um, that I got to be there to be a part of it, you know, following him since he was, you know, four years old. And, and so did you just say his dad dropped him off too? Yeah. His dad, uh, his dad <laughs> brought, awesome. him down, uh, brought him down the ramp. Uh, he came straight from the airport. He was playing uh, at BU and they had just lost. And uh, so he jumped on a plane and, and came straight to St. Louis and his dad picked him up, brought him in and dropped <laughs> him off at the bottom ramp. And uh, <laughs> I grabbed his gear out of the back of the car and dad's like, hold on, we got to get a picture. <laughs> uh, he, he was, I think he's a little embarrassed, but you know, it was, I got a good picture from geez, dad. Down, so, yeah, <laughs> I got to go play in the NHL now. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it, it's it's a great, uh, great memory for me. And um, that's something I'll always hang on to. That's incredible. Um, was What was the most challenging moment? Uh, was there a time that you thought, you know, this equipment manager and, and fixer career choice isn't for you? Um, really just getting adjusted to the amount of time you're away. I mean, it, it's kind of like being in the military. You're, you're never home. Like you're gone mm-hmm. a lot. And, um, I mean, there's times where I, I mean, I would go months without seeing my kids awake. You know, I would come mm-hmm. home and they'd be sleeping. I'd leave and they'd still be sleeping. And uh, that was tough for me, missing out on my oldest daughter. Uh, I missed out on, you know, her first, you know, handful of years of her life. I, I missed out on a lot of uh, stuff at school and, and, you know, first time that she, you know, crawled or walked or whatever. I, I wasn't home for a lot of that stuff. So that was really tough. And uh, it's, it's a big mental battle trying to overcome that. And, um, you know, now it's, it's easier now that I'm home. I'm getting to see my youngest daughter and, and witness all that stuff firsthand, being at home now. And so that's uh, been really rewarding for me. Uh, what have you, or, <clears throat> sorry about that. What has redeemed that doubt? I mean, just, I guess, you know, you kind of answered it with that yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, being there with your family. And that's got to be rewarding, paving your own way. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was it was one of those things where I didn't know if uh, I was making the right choice by not pursuing another job in the NHL or pro hockey. And, um, you know, if this uh, new adventure was going to pay off, but, you know, the moment I got to start being around for, for everything on an everyday basis and taking my daughter to school every day and picking her up from school, uh, that to me is, uh, that's the most important thing for me right now is being able to be there and, and watch them grow and, and how they, uh, you know, become young ladies. Yeah, it's it's it happens fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, what other jobs, not in the the hockey equipment industry, have you had that has helped you achieve in your position today? Um, I I started at uh, look at working at the local ice rink, the OSI Sports Complex in Fairview Heights. I started there when I was uh, the day I turned sixteen. My uh, friend and and former boss uh, Dave Northrop hired me and. My first day on the job, I had to show up at uh, 7 a.m. and cut uh, about five acres of grass with a push mower. So, that was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kicked me in there pretty quick. Um, but that was kind of the story. I mean, those guys really taught me work ethic. There's a lot of older guys that uh, I worked around that everybody really cared for the rink. And those guys really taught me the quality of, you know, taking pride in your work and, and not cutting corners and, um, you know, just – being people, people, you know, just being a mm-hmm. people person and learn how to talk to people. Like everybody became friends with everybody. And, and, uh, and then, uh, probably 
the the biggest thing it wasn't like my job but i i followed my grandpa growing up um he's been a car salesman for over 40 years with offenberg ford and belleville mm-hmm. and uh he's i mean at one point he was like the top five car salesman in the country back in the day i mean he's the guy's kind of a legend in this area they've uh they named an award after him there uh yes they did so he's uh <laughs> Got his little parking space now, and he's yeah, he should. Kinda, yeah, he kind of runs the show there a little bit, it seems like. But uh, yeah, he, you know, I I followed him, and I think I learned a lot from him more than anything, just about customer service and treating people more like friends than customers. That was something I took away from him, and uh, you know, I continue watching now. And then uh, you know, I pretty much went straight from there to Johnny Mac Sporting Goods, and mm-hmm. that was kind of where I I kind of really took off with the whole equipment thing, and. Uh, you know, I, I had uh, our general manager, Adam Burns. Um, he really rode me pretty hard. He probably should have fired me a few times. But, uh, he rode <laughs> That's a different hard. story. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, he rode me pretty hard and, uh, you know, really kept me, uh, kept me level-headed. And, um, you know, he gave me a lot of responsibility there that I, I didn't know that I was ready for at the time. And uh, it turned out to be uh, uh, a great, uh, a great thing going over there and, and those guys really kind of helped pave the way for me, um, you know, as far as from a business standpoint. They drew you out so, of your comfort zone. Uh, big time. Yeah, I, I uh, was kind of freaking out. They came over there. I got, I was just a, a little salesman, and uh, they named me uh, head of hockey sales and operations. And um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it kind of uh, the title alone was kind of scary. And then I realized that I was going to be in charge of helping hire and fire people and training and helping buy product. And, uh, it, it was a huge responsibility that I, I had never dealt with anything like that. So, um, I'm glad they, you know, believed in me and, and gave me that opportunity to, uh, to do something at, at such a young age. I was probably only 18 at the time when I was doing it. And then how did you get, uh, either found or picked up by the blues? Uh, so I was working, uh, I've said Johnny Max and, mm-hmm. uh, Bert Godin was the uh, head equipment manager for the St. Louis blues at the time. And, uh, he had started doing some consulting work for us and, uh, he came in and introduced himself, uh, the one day and, um, you know, he's like, hey, I hear you're pretty good. You know, let me see you do some skates and, uh, sharpened a couple pair of skates and told me, Hey, go ahead and critique me. Tell me what you think. And, uh, did a pair and he's like, wow, that's, uh, exactly how I do it. And him and I just kind of from there hit it off and, um, built a pretty good friendship from that. And, uh, you know, he brought me in, he tried, he, uh, gave me some, jobs in the summer helping run their uh equipment sales and that's kind of how i got started with that and he uh put me in contact with kelly chase and jeff brown and got me my first uh job with the st louis bandits Mm -hmm. and uh so then and he was the one that helped bring me in with the uh, st louis blues so um he threw my name in a hat out there and and uh had me with him and doug armstrong and um davis Payne at the time and and uh and that was that that was it that's awesome. What uh, what was your favorite player to work with? Um, I have, man, I got a lot. Um, I have to say, uh, my biggest um moment was getting to work with my childhood hero. That was Brett Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first days I was down there, I got introduced to him, and um. Yeah, just, I mean, odd stuff, you know, if he wanted to skate and needed skate sharpen or whatever, you know, I always got to help take care of him. And, um, you know, he was by far my favorite uh, non-current player 
mm-hmm. uh, that I got to work with. That was uh, pretty next to Wayne Gretzky. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I got to work with him during the uh, Winter Classic alumni game. And mm-hmm. uh, but my current current blue guy, it's it's uh, it's tough. Bear Jackman was uh, the first guy that actually. Uh, spoke to me in the room. I was actually doing a pair of skates in the morning and he had walked in as the first guy in the room and I didn't even see him coming and he felt someone punch the back of my arm and <laughs> skate went flying and I almost stuck my hand in the grinding wheel. I down and <laughs> kind of nodded and I was like, hey, what's up, kid? And, yeah, good morning uh, to you too. Yeah, I'm like in complete shock that you know, I was about to cut my hand off, but uh, <laughs> just such a nice guy. He's so professional and down to earth. And, um, you know, when he left, it, it you know, Alex Steen and Tarasenko, um, those guys were, were great to me down there. And I got to be really good friends with those guys. And, you know, I was, uh, anytime they needed stick stuff or whatever, I was, I was kind of their go-to stick guy. And, um, you know, Alex Steen was, was probably one of my favorite guys. He just really took really good care of us and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a really great person. So. That's cool. And God, I'm a blues nerd, so I'm, a little geeked out. Um, I'm going to ask you to write three sticky notes, um, just a phrase yep. that you're going to say to yourself. The first one's going to be, what would you say to yourself when you started in the equipment world? Um, <laughs> uh, just be patient. You know, it's, uh, it's very stressful at times, uh, but if you just take a deep breath and, you know, sit down and clear your head for a second and, and just, uh, take a second to try to figure things out instead of try to rush through it. Um, things tend to come out a little bit better. A lot of times, and uh, you know, when I first got started, I was trying to rush so fast, get everything done. And uh, you know, sometimes it, you know you make mistakes. You learn from them. Uh, I learned from a lot of mistakes my first year. Uh, but that that's probably the first thing I'd say: just just slow down and, and take a deep breath and uh, you know relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give yourself in those times that you're missing, you know, your daughters first and, and, you know, you're kind of reevaluating your, your career choice. Um, what advice would I give myself? Um, uh, it's worth it in the end. It's, it's good memories. Um, you know, this is something I wanted, uh, since I was a little kid and, uh, even if it's for a brief time or if it was for a long period of time, you know, these are, uh, I'm going to miss out on a lot, but at the same time, I'm going to get to, you know, live out a dream and, uh, you know, get to experience stuff that I would, and most people never get to experience in their lifetime. So uh, that's probably what I would, uh, probably would say to that. And what would you want to say to yourself in 10 years? <laughs> uh, have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, days, days can be stressful. Um but, you know, hopefully in 10 years, I'm, I'm to the point where I can sit back and relax a little bit more and, you know, have a few employees working for me to where uh, I, I'm not working, you know, 18 hour days and uh, I can I can sit back and relax a little bit. So, you know, that that's the goal is in, uh, in 10 years to have a, a smooth running machine that uh, I can kind of sit back and kind of, um, you know, focus on myself a little bit more. Mm hmm. Uh, if you could ask a question to anyone dead or alive, what would it be and who would it be? Uh, probably, uh, I mean, have, I, again, I'm a, I'm a Brett Hall nut. So, uh, you know, I probably Brett Hall, um, mm-hmm. ask him, uh, what, you know, what his, 
what is his secret to shooting a, the best one-timer? <laughs> Sounds so, so stupid, but I, that's, that's always been my thing. I've kind of always been known for my, my slap shot and that's kind of how people know me in the, in the uh, beer leagues around here and stuff. But um, I, I, I could watch that guy shoot a puck all day long. It's, it is the most relaxing thing ever to sit and watch highlights of him. And that's, uh, it takes me back to when I was a kid and, and, uh, that's just something about that. Something about, you know, how, uh, just stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some unbelievable stories. So. I, I love the one with him and the Kings and not going to overtime in LA. Uh, it's one of the absolute best. Oh, it's so great. Um, is there a product or service that you thought of first? That's now a big thing. Yeah. Uh, well, not that I necessarily thought of first. Uh, there's a couple, uh, at least in this area, shot blockers are a big mm-hmm. thing. Um, now, with the composite sticks, guys are shooting the puck harder than ever. And you're seeing a lot of broken feet. So, you know, at the NHL level, a lot of these guys are, a lot of them are actually supposed to wear them. They're kind of mandatory by a lot of the general managers these days. But at the retail level, they don't really exist because nobody knows how to make them. So mm-hmm. that was one of the first thing I started doing was uh, was making the custom shot blockers for the kids. They're custom made to your skates. And um, now that has kind of become a really big thing. There's a local guy here uh, named Joe Altmaner. He is actually uh, one of the Blues equipment guys now. He's like their locker room attendant. And uh, he kind of started uh, his own company, Custom Skateworks. And uh, he's another local success kid. And uh, he's kind of he worked at Total Hockey and, and started doing this stuff on the side. He now has several products used by NHL equipment managers and shops all over the world. Hmm. And uh, he started some, he had some shop blocker foam that sticks to the side of the skate that was kind of uh, a, a new thing that nobody had seen before. And, and uh, we were one of the first teams to get to use that and, uh, and apply it. So I applied it at the retail level. And now it seems like every time I, I turn on Instagram or Facebook, all these other shops that uh, are following me are now doing it as well. So I would say the shop locker thing, I don't want to say I started it, but uh, I, I like to think that I kind of helped get uh, that out to more shops and uh, know that it's something that they can offer as well. And then mm-hmm. the other is uh, custom skate profiling, uh, changing the shape of your blade, the amount of blade contact you have on the ice at a given time. That something that really wasn't done in this area uh, for a really long time is, is hard to find. And, and now I'm doing hundreds and hundreds of pairs a year and, and, uh, you know, lots of skaters are starting to benefit from it. So now you're seeing some of the other shops that are starting to pick up on it more. And, um, uh, that's kind of become a big thing as well. I gotcha. And we're going to close out the show. And most important part is how does someone do business with skate tech or company? Um, you can, uh, come into the shop. Uh, we're located at 1432 East main street in Belleville, Illinois. Um, or you can check us out on our Facebook page, uh, or Instagram. Uh, we now got a website. It's not uh, super updated yet. It's, it's still fairly new. We're trying to find time to add things to it and, and, you know, offer some service and stuff on there, but it's, uh, just skate tech sharpening.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we do a lot of mail-in services. We got, uh, I've dealt with, uh, mail-in stuff from Japan, the Netherlands, Man. Germany, Canada, all over the U S. So we do a lot of mail-in orders as well. Gotcha. My next question was going to be on social media, but we've already covered that. Um, Chad, I, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. We had to reschedule a couple of times. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you making time for us. Is there Absolutely. anything you want to say to the listeners before we sign off? No, just, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I've listened to some of the episodes and uh, you're doing a really good job with this. I, I really enjoy listening to this now and 
I'm appreciate that following along with this uh, from here on out to add my my group morning routines the podcast to listen to so um, I, you know, I appreciate you giving me a time to come on here and tell my story a little bit I appreciate it, Chad uh, sure. thank you thank you sir thank you so much again Absolutely. thank you uh, I want to thank the listeners for tuning in tonight and of course wouldn't be here without the sponsors Electric Credit Savings Union where our business is your business and the National Rejuvenation Centers of St. Louis look better feel better be healthier Chad once again thank you listeners thank you again so much. yep had a blast thanks, thanks everyone thanks. you guys have a good night we'll catch you next episode